Hello, this is Blair Henson with Center Counseling. I'm jumping on today to talk a little bit about parenting. <clears throat> One of the things that have that has come up in my work recently with doing some sessions with parents is talking with them about discipline and consequences and navigating some of the struggles around parenting. Um, One of the things that I hear really frequently, especially in working with parents of teens, is I've kind of hit the end of the road. I don't know what else I can take away. My child is um, requiring that she has a cell phone or he has a cell phone because of their work or blah, blah, blah. There's all these reasons why um, there's nothing left to really take away um, when your kid does something that um, may need or deserve a consequence of some sort. Um, so one of the things that I have that's kind of come across in the conversations that I've been having with parents is how do I discipline my child and what's my role, especially as, as they are teenagers, in helping them make good decisions? You know, I might see um, something coming up ahead of them that is uh, potentially dangerous or I'm seeing them make decisions that are not wise and I just I don't know what to do. So a couple of things that I want to talk about is how um, getting into a power struggle with your teenager or even with your younger kid um, can be such a challenging thing. Uh, as humans, we respond to different threats, and whether it's a tiny child coming up to us and hitting us, um, our fear response, our our activation response is likely going to be that there's a threat, even if it's a, as a, our tiny children. So one of the things that I've been talking with parents about is How do you slow down your own fear response in the moment, whether it's something where your younger kid hits you or whether your teenager has started to experiment with risky behavior or there's concerns of their own safety? How do you, in those moments, slow down your own fear response so that you can be an engaged parent and help make decisions that that might be really important? and choosing how to respond in the moment um, in a way that feels productive. Um, so the first thing that, that I usually like to talk about with parents is how do you notice that your fear response is activated? Uh, well, maybe your heart rate increases, uh, your worry starts to increase, um, you might feel your blood pumping a little bit more, uh, you might have the temptation to yell or to um, fight back at the situation or to notice some sort of panic going on. Um, and that one of the best strategies that you can do in those moments is first ground yourself. You know, it's kind of that idea that if you uh, put your oxygen and mask on first, then, then your kids, then that's going to create the most safety. Um, we have to still create safety for ourselves before we can be good responders to someone else. So really grounding yourself in the moment, noticing that maybe your your temptation in that moment is to yell back or to match your child's emotion or your teenager's frustration um, or to panic because something significant is going on. Um, and one of the best ways to do that is to just notice where your feet are, to take deep breaths. One of the things I recommend to my teenagers or to all of my clients is to start with the out breath first. Um, sometimes that can help 
us regenerate our connection to our breath so that way we can slow our brain's reaction down in the moment and continue to um, be able to have a flexibility of options of our response. Um, the next thing that, that I recommend is then to, um, to start to question for yourself of what do I need in this moment and what does my child um, need in this moment? Why might they be acting in this way? Um, and is there something that I can do to help them respond? Is this a teaching moment? Is this an empathy moment? What is going on? Um, one of the things that I talk a lot about with parents is they're, they want to potentially provide advice or um, share moments where they are where they've experienced something similar to their teen and kind of create a moment of connection. Um, one of the challenges of that is that teenagers might not be looking for that advice right then and there. They might be looking for support. Um, they also might not know exactly what they need. So in those moments where your teenager is reacting or is shutting down or is not talking to you and your fear response might be activated, like I said, the first thing that you can do is first calm your own reactions down so that you can be present with your teen or with your child um, in those moments. The second thing to do, rather than maybe jumping into advice or trying to fix the situation, is really becoming curious and gathering information. Potentially that means asking your teenager or your 10-year-old um, more questions about their day, but if you're noticing that they are not really responding or that um, they're having a hard time connecting, potentially that might not be the time to ask a bunch of questions. Potentially it would be. It's kind of dependent on um, what kind of information you're getting back from your child or teen. Um, if, if you've done if you're already in kind of a hot and heated moment, um, really slowing down and seeing um, maybe first if you need to take a few minutes uh, to calm yourself down before you can respond, um, or if or if that's a situation where you can kind of mutually slow down the reaction by um, saying, Whew, th this is a lot, I might need to take a few breaths before before I respond to this situation with you or before I know what to say. Um, and, and it's okay to model that with your kid or with your teen. Um, you know, we all come home from our days, whether it's work or school, with emotions and different experiences that have been stacked. And the more that we can do to, to understand what we're bringing home with us and slowing down those reactions, um, the more flexibility, like I said, that you'll have to being able to respond. Um, so st first is stay calm. Second is be curious, gathering information. Um, is my child just exhausted from the school day and is shutting down because she doesn't want to connect? Um, you know, some of it's going to be insight guessing, um, using your best judgment to kind of tell in those moments. Um, and then not necessarily letting that be, finding a way to come back um, once once you've identified what you need or what your kid needs, um, finding a way to come back to the moment. Maybe in the moment it's just really empathizing that they don't want to talk with you and validating and normalizing that or, um, or maybe it's, hey, this is a really big situation. I want to connect with your 
with your father on this or your co-parent on this and I'm going to come back and, and we're going to talk about this in a half an hour or an hour. Um, you know, it's okay to a lot more time in order to make decisions. And if you have to make them quickly, that's okay. It's still okay to take those pauses and take breaths so that we're not also taking on the same emotion that our kids are or that we're not reacting from that same place that they are. Um, and then the, the third thing is checking in with, is this first a moment of empathy and compassion or is there something that, that I can provide or teach um, or set that needs a further limit. You know, with teenagers, I really suggest having them be a part of the conversation. Um, are there boundaries that they, are they not showing up for curfew every night? Um, and, and that that's now this moment where it's 1030 at night and you're standing at the door um, as they roll in you know, the temptation at that moment is to, is to provide a consequence and to, to say that you're grounded or to, um, take away something. Um, but that's not necessarily going to figure out what the problem actually is. It's going to, um, create a fear response and, um, potentially a power struggle, uh, because all of a sudden your teenager is going to be fighting against this curfew and fighting against you. Um, and you might be yelling back at, at your teenager, um, those fear responses are not necessarily going to um, teach your child to engage their brain in a different way. For instance, you know, your your teenager is like, well, that, that uh, curfew is unfair. I uh, need to stay out till this time for this reason. Um, in those moments where emotions are highly activated um, and you're just setting down a consequence, you're losing an opportunity to come back to that um, limit and to negotiate with your teenager. Um, maybe they are getting done with one of their activities after school really late, and they need to um, they need permission to adjust the curfew. Maybe it's it's that they are engaging in risky behavior and and that that's not wise. But you're not going to be able to have those conversations unless you guys can orient a low and slow conversation the next day where you're pulling from their brain and asking them, well, what is it that's been getting in the way of you making it home every night? Um, and and that that might be an opportunity to talk with them about their behavior, about what they're doing. Um, and helping them make healthier, wiser decisions for themselves rather than installing um, a rule just because, because then they're maybe not going to be thinking about why that rule is, is important, even though you have really thought about why that curfew is important. Um, yelling and isolation are typically not helpful for for consequences because it doesn't necessarily engage the brain in a way to think through um, different situ situations and getting to their prefrontal cortex, which is where they're going to have the adolescents or kids are going to build a reason. They might not be able to do that yet. Um, so what have we covered so far? Uh, we've been talking about fear and punishment and consequences and power struggles. Um, these are really difficult moments because of um, our own reactions in our relationships with our kids, with our loved ones. Um, and the more that we can slow down those, those responses, those reactions, those emotions, so that we can engage a flexible 
and curious um, space, the more opportunity we have to connect and to help uh, our child's brains grow rather than just react from fear. Um, the reality is your teenager is going to start to be bigger and sometimes wiser and stronger than uh, us as adults, which is so hard because that's been your role as a parent, as a, an adult in their world. Um, and the more that we can engage that conversation uh, with our kids and and talk with them about the things that they don't like that they're seeing in us as adults or um, honoring what they're learning and growing and exploring, um, the more that they will start to trust themselves and feel secure to make good decisions. Um, and it's, it's a really difficult work because it asks us as adults to slow our process down and to, to also do that work to, to continue to be growers and to learn learners. And, um, it's not easy. So thanks for listening today. And, um, if you have any questions about the things that I'm talking about, feel free to connect with me via email or, um, on our website or, um, over the phone. I'm happy to chat um, and we can continue to, to learn this stuff more together. All right, take care.